A fellow Madeline Islander captured a dramatic drone view of our home and Devil's Cauldron at Island's End on January 2nd. It's a perspective I've never seen before, creating a new point of view. With temperatures in northern Iowa falling last week to minus 10 Fahrenheit and the discomfort factor rising to 98, it's my own scale of 1 to 100, my thoughts automatically fly to our favorite retreat on Madeline Island. I'm not sure why this is, because the island is in the grips of its own frozen state and it will be months before serious thawing begins. But escapism is all about dreaming of being in some other place which might offer relief from whatever discomfort has put me in reverie. I just know that the January-February cold has created in me a restlessness, also known as cabin fever, which I do not usually experience during the winter. I tend to like the snow and cold, just not this much of it. So I'm puzzled to be thinking about one of the colder spots in the country. Winter on Madeline Island is surreal. The last time Katie and I made winter trips there, the snowfall had reached 113 inches for the season. The ice road from the mainland was as solid as the highways which brought us north, and the green and blue waters in the photo from the drone, well, they were frozen solid. I spent hours deep in the forest on skis, away from virtually anything resembling civilization. The solitude is shocking to the senses. Each strives mightily to be pressed into action. Vision is rewarded constantly, with landscapes framed by endless trees and blankets of white. Smell is engaged by the pungent fragrance of pines that have ignored the freeze and persist with their scented presence. Touch in the woodland is limited to the straps on my ski poles. In any case, my fingers have been numbed by the day's freeze. Taste is reserved for memory, because here, the solitary flavor is the taste for wilderness. As for sound, the quiet in the forest depths is as noiseless as any place on earth can be. The pound of my beating heart echoes in the woods, since there are no other sounds with which to compete. The sensory experiences are close up and very specific. The trails are familiar. I know the landmark white pine that carries the scars of lightning, that guides me where the path turns. I know where the trail crosses forest rivulets running silently beneath unbroken snow cover. I know where the land begins to rise up toward the highest ground on the island. This is the island that I know, breathtaking and surrounding at ground level the context for all creatures who do not fly. But there are other perspectives. The eagles who nest at island's end know their home as a broad panorama. They see the entire breadth of the land and the superior sea, the collective beauty and capacity of the earth and its inhabitants. 
An eagle's gaze is not only for eyeing whitefish and spying mice, but also for seeing the expanse that cannot be known from the trail. The eagle's vision is far more comprehensive than I can generate from the forest, even when I climb its trees for a better view. It's the same island's end, but known in a very different way than the earthbound, like me, possess. I suspect that the eagle and I would have very different descriptions of island's end and life there. Different views are worth the time in exploring. Seeing something the same way every day limits what I can know about the world in which I live. The eagle's view of island's end has given me a wonderful gift, that of a new perspective on something I already love. Now, I love it for even more reasons. It seems to me that we could learn from new points of view on a good many things that we have already decided can be seen in only one way.